0: 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2
1: 1 live from spain
0: this is the drive home with harry waters hello everybody and welcome we are live you are live we're all live together Welcome to the drive home. I see Seema has popped into the studio. Lovely to see you here. I hope you're all well. I hope you've had a lovely day at school or or work or wherever you may have been. Um, And today we'll be taking you through until 5.30 your time, 6.30 my time. Um, And we have got a very special and lovely guest. She is in fact a repeat guest, uh, which is, which is fantastic and lovely. Um, somebody who I've known all for a little over a year now from from various places, endeavors, so on and so forth. Um, and I cannot wait for her to, to join us. But before she does come, before she does join us, I am going to talk you through what I've been up to since we last spoke um, last week when we had Lorraine on the show. Um, I have oh it's been a bit crazy. I had a bit of a a funny Monday to be honest. Um I uh oof, how can I describe it? Yeah, I, I woke up um I, I was feeling a bit down. It was a a bit of a a bit of a downer day on Monday because there were certain I don't know I hadn't had a, a fantastic week and January had been pretty difficult as well. Um January had been a bit of a struggle so I was a bit feeling a bit down in the dumps but um, that all turned around quickly because I saw that February there's plenty of stuff that's on the horizon. Um, Lots of things coming up here there and everywhere Um, so I was kind of excited about that. Um, So I'm just going to talk you through a few of the things that I have actually done and I I boosted my week with well it was Monday morning I, I had a interview with Italy. And I spoke to some, some students over in Italy, and they were talking about their, their endeavours, there you go, see me yes you trying to make plans to have something to look forward to, it's so important, you know, not only with work, but also outside of work. Um, and I spoke to an e twinning group. Um, and these guys um, are, are learning all about the environment, sustainability and, um, and those kind of things. Um, and I spoke to them in Italy, uh, a group of um, 18 and uh, 17 and 18 year olds. Uh, I spoke to them and the thing, it, it made me absolutely, oh, I was delighted. It was, it was such an uplifting session that, you know, we spoke for about 40 minutes about what they're doing. And, and they asked me a whole bunch of questions about, you know, what they can do to to improve things in their lives, how they can influence other people to make a difference. And it just, I don't know, it, it really, really brightened my day It really kind of twisted things around and, and just sort of gave me that massive boost for a for a Monday morning. And then on Tuesday, I had my, my Pearson and BBC live lessons where we talked all about deforestation. Um, and in that we uh, you know, I spoke to people from from Brazil, from China, from Russia, from Indonesia. They're, basically, when you check out Pearson and BBC Live classes, you'll see there are students from across the globe, all connecting at the same time to, to come together and talk about different things. And then this morning, I spoke to Ritik, who is my wonderful friend um and colleague from uh from India and he gave me a live tour of his school and it was it was just fantastic to see everything that he's doing around the school um how he's encouraging uh, students to to come in and take part and you know try and make a difference in their own way with the environment and and yeah it was lovely because he's put one of the people that's on my course as well that started last Saturday all about creating a greener mindset. Um, and these kind of boosts in the morning have made such a huge difference to my to my morale. Yes, I mean I've also got a lot more work this this month so uh, the the issue of paying the mortgage isn't quite so daunting. Um I do still have to wait for those invoices which is one of the downsides of being a, being a refreshing. Uh, okay, am I back? Can you hear me again? I was unheard for a moment there. I was just mentioning Ritik and his picture of, of Greta and how it inspired him and his students uh, to take from Fridays for Future. They had turned it into Saturdays for Solution and they have their own Saturday club now where they come together with ideas um, about how they can make a difference to the planet. Um, and one of those ideas uh, is a, a pen hospital, which is absolutely amazing, um, I thought. So um, that was one of the great ideas. Now, I have um, invited um, my guest. I had to refresh the page, which actually kicked her out from being the host for just a moment. So I've invited her back in. I'm hoping she's going to see the invite and, and join us now. Um It says she has. Perhaps if she gives us a call, it might it might join because she doesn't. There she is here. So, Erin, you're here. You're back. Now, I spoke to Erin in August for the first. Well, no, I spoke to her just before that, but she's back now. Welcome back, Erin. Please. I'm not going to introduce you. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, if that's okay. unless you'd like me to introduce you. I I gladly will if you so desire, but I think you do a better job of it than me.
2: If I can get a word in edgeways. Hi, Harry Waters.
0: Hello, (laughs) love. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, (laughs) Before we get through into the pleasantries, let our listeners know a bit more about how awesome you are.
2: Oh, so many things to say. Um, I have been a teacher for well over 15 years. Um, I have a podcast called Everything EFL. If you haven't already subscribed, why not? Have a listen. I have an Instagram account and also a facebook account called get away from that Coursebook for teachers where i offer lots of little tips via you know video and i have polls and try and create discussions and stuff so we can all learn from each other as well
0: we are the best people to learn from i mean we're teachers after all so we're pretty good at teaching
2: yes and i just i don't think just because i'm like it's my group that all the you know all the sage information comes from me Um, you know I I encourage uh, teachers to you know contribute their own thoughts and ideas as well definitely.
0: I absolutely love that name for a group as well um, because in you know particularly in ELT and I imagine it is the same in in other areas as well particularly in in the TEFL industry there is that a lot of teachers come in with with little to no training um, and the natural thing is to just cling on to the course book like, for dear life um, and and make sure you get through that course book. Now, I'm not gonna say that course books are useless. I don't think they're completely useless. They do serve their purpose. And if especially if you're pressed for time, um, it can be you know something nice to fall back on. But I think course books as a tool as opposed to course books as the 100% thing what do you think?
2: No, I completely agree. They are a bit of a crutch for new teachers and experienced teachers. Um, they're good for box ticking. You know, I think if you are um, some like an Acels um, uh, affiliated school, you have to have some kind of syllabus. Fine. I don't agree that you should stick to it. Um, I don't agree that you should have mastered the present perfect inside a week along with a bunch of vocabulary banks listenings readings and everything else um you know they're they're good i mean the one i'm using at the moment's actually all right there's some good vocab but you've got to flesh it out
0: Oh what are you using what are you using
2: empower b1 and I Ooh. like the the video lessons. They're like a bit cheesy, you know. They're not sort of Robin Jenny from English File cheesy, but um, they <laughs> I are a bit. not che- my
0: copy. Up then.
2: Do you know I did an episode, a podcast episode on Robin Jenny, a love story. I called it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, check that uh, one out, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, do check it out. I am. I'm. You know. I'm. I don't have much of an issue with English File. Um, I just. Now, I don't want to criticise it at all. It is like the kind of the go-to general English book for for adults. And there are some wonderful things about English File. Um, I I don't know that maybe is it time for, I don't know, a a change in direction. And I I love some of the the books that are coming out at the moment. Um, But again, as an aid as opposed to as a crutch, so I yeah. think having various course books at your disposal is really useful, mm. which obviously students can't have that. You can't say to a student, okay, what I want you to do this year is go out, I want you to buy voices, roadmap, and English file. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> but you know, you can if you amalgamated all those books, you could probably make the perfect course book. But um, that that kind of dream of the perfect course book is it's a long way away. So how do you get away from the course book?
2: Oh, um, oh, so many things. I wish I'd had time to prepare for this question. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: I think there are tons of little, Oh well, I mean, okay, grammar, right? It's very common to have a text or a listening, and then you have a couple of little questions like, Uh, why does this highlighted thing mean this? What, you know, a couple of little questions. And then it's read the rules and do the exercises. Oh, that's Ah! really um, creative. And yeah, so, um, (laughs) well, like if it's a read the rules and do the exercises, one thing I always do is turn it into a quiz. So you can take the examples from the rules, turn it into a question instead. So it's more like a quiz. They can work together. It's kind of teach, test, teach. You know, you're seeing what they know. Test, teach, test, test, test.
0: Test, test. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got it.
2: Um, you know, so that gives you a good idea of what they know and what they do know. Um, but you've got to get a bit more inventive than that. And I think also with grammar, and this is something I've said before, and I actually say in a future episode with one of my lovely future guests, Joga Kongos, um, you know, talking about the lexical approach and um, how to approach grammar lexically. In fact, I have an episode on that as well. Um, and, you know, you have to think about, okay, if you're doing, let's say, the present perfect, what are those institutionalized phrases that we always use with the present perfect that you can teach in a dialogue or something like that? You know, anything from like I've had a blank day. For
0: yeah, I've, I've eaten
2: you
3: know i've
0: just oh i've just eaten
2: (laughs) (laughs) there are so many um have you heard you know that kind of thing and then um also pointing out you know um when you're doing vocabulary um what grammar is it connected to or vice versa so if you're teaching passive What's the point of having a sentence like, the windows are cleaned every day? I'm sorry, am I going to say that in my everyday life? Yeah. No, but do you, also, exactly. <laughs> do you know what I am going to say? windows every day? Exactly. Do you know what I am going to say, though? I'm going to say something like, my flight was delayed.
0: Yeah.
2: You know? Um, so think about the verbs that uh, commonly are associated with that grammar pattern or that grammar point or something. You know, You just got to use your common sense and expose your students to as much, like, Grammatical lexis or those, those lexical chunks as you possibly can. That's what I yeah,
0: think. Absolutely, and we'll, we'll get back to, to that in a while. Um, I, ju- I diverted very early. Off, you know, you, you, you said the group name, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to jump right in there because um, <laughs> it is. It's a, it's, I just love that name for a group. It is really good. Um, Thank you. Certainly more imaginative than mine, which is just renewable English. Um, it's just it's what I've got everywhere. Um, literally everywhere. I'm surrounded by it. Um, could you
2: like say renewable English colon and then something snappy with an exclamation mark?
0: <laughs> I probably could, I, but we don't want to talk about renewable English's colon live on air. That could be, <laughs> that could be misconstrued. Um, so you said you've been teaching for over. I think you said over 14 years.
2: Over 15 years. Over yeah.
0: 15 years. I'm I'm entering my fifth. It's my 15 year anniversary in April this year. Um, my decade and a half anniversary as a teacher, wow. um, and and it's funny. Um, I saw a uh, there was a tweet today from from Tom Tom Rogers the um, the big man here at, at Teachers Talk Radio, and he said, um, "Experienced teachers, are you better or worse than when you started teaching?" And like most people's instant reaction was, "You know, I'm better," because obviously. In a lot of respects, I think most teachers after, you know, a fair few years of teaching are better. But there's also a lot of things I think I'm quite a lot worse at.
2: For example?
0: For example, now, I'm, I'm just going to throw this one out there. Planning okay nowhere near as good at planning as I was before like before I was much more thorough with my planning now I don't need to plan as much now because I have the experience and I know that a lot of the times in my classes I like them to have a, a more organic approach you know sometimes you know and I'm much more confident with organic classes or door handle planning as you like as, as we could call it or you know as I saw in your video the other day you know not planning the night before and kind of planning on your way into into class it happens and I think that that respect I'm am I a worse teacher I'm certainly a less mm, less conscious about what I should be doing teacher I guess
2: Yeah, but that's all part, like, you've learned to trust your experience. And I think, you know, maybe a lot of teachers don't learn to trust their experience. And they're like, oh, I have to, you know, plan every single, you know, and I was like that. But now I'm just like, do you know what? Like I said in the video, I don't get paid for it. So I'm not spending an hour and a half like I used to being the only idiot left in the staff room while everyone else is buggered off home. You know, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I trust myself. I have enough experience to anticipate the problems. Because, you know, that's part of planning. Um, mm-hmm. But I've, I've been doing... I've done everything there is to do. So I can anticipate the problems and the language level issues and the nationality issues. Um, I don't have to write down things like concept-checking questions. What am I going to ask? Because I know what I'm going to ask. So it's not that you're a worse planner. It's just that you don't need to do those things. That's what that is, I reckon.
0: Yeah. I think also I don't... Mm, I was going to say I don't create as many materials anymore. But then... Yeah most of my classes are online. So, you know, I create PowerPoints or well, I don't actually use PowerPoints very often. Um, I'm showing, I'm showing Erin right now what I created just before we came online. When I, you know, we're on Zoom at the moment as well. We're having a chat there and, you know, I create things on like to stream and put up on the screen. And I'm showing her now that I, I opened our Zoom and I ran away from the screen. I did leave up there for her, just looking for my headphones um, in case she came on when I wasn't there, and she was just like, "Where is he?" Um, How did you so, do that. It, it's OBS magic. Um, <laughs> so OBS is like a streaming thing that I use. Um, oh. So what I've tried to do is like get away from PowerPoints and stuff like that as much mm. as possible because number one, they take forever to make, and number two, if you are teaching online, they they just dominate the screen mm. and you know you become this little box in the top corner um but for my face to face classes today for they're brilliant they're like they're in the village volunteer classes with just some some kids from the village nothing official we've got a few kids in the village I also have some online and hybrid classes that I basically do to make sure I'm still teaching um but we're doing we're doing food stuff with them at the moment so they're making a banana cake right now nice so, you know, they're those kind of things that, that we can do that, you know, with experience from teaching, you know that you can go down that that route, mm. I guess. Um and what's your, your favorite what's your favourite level to teach?
2: Oh, that's so hard.
0: Awful uh, question. It's like asking you your favourite film or your favourite song, isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, I think there is a real joy and freedom in the upper in slash advance. Like let's not you know, pretend there isn't, it's easier.
3: It yeah, is. Yeah, it you can be is. more,
2: you can go deep and stuff, but I've got a B1 at the moment, and I'd say some of them are um, maybe just a bit under B1, but they're getting there, but you do see that lovely progress. And yeah. if you, you know, if you sort of build your community and your class and everything, you can really see them blossom, which is what I'm seeing now, and it's lovely.
0: Oh, it is really good to, to see that, you know. Um, again, like it's like with the, the kids, they they came here with with nothing you know this is their their first year um with us and they they came here with nothing and you know now after christmas you know we're seeing the development and and the other girls who we have had for three years with us they're they're just fantastic and you know you can see their their level really developing and but yeah with with adults i do like you know a good elementary class you know particularly the really passionate ones because you can it's like those graphs that just go up and you can really see that yeah. difference but it's all about upper intermediate and advanced really because you can just be yourself as well like there's no you don't have to hide behind or well not hide behind you don't have to really moderate your language very much so yeah. you can your whole personality can come out and you can just mm. you know just be you um but there and are there's other no way one better can than do you. that
2: as well you know there are other ways you can do that like I th- I'm a big believer in, like, sharing as much of yourself as you're comfortable with. So I'll give you an example. I've got these two students that come in just before everyone else in the morning. And one's a guitarist, one's a bass player. Bass player's from Japan. And he's very shy and quiet, but he's starting to come out of his shell. And the other guy's from Chile. Um, and we just rock out to early 90s rock. Like, you know, like, we played a bit of Alice in Chains this morning. And- oh, Wow played him a bit of uh, we did a bit of chili peppers the other day and i've written down like um i've told him go and listen to face no more (laughs) come and tell me what you think um so you can you can create those little bonds and connections in other ways as well like it doesn't you know you can show your your personality in that way and you just never know where it'll lead like i didn't know this little 20 year old japanese kid you know would be really into like rock and stuff brilliant He loves me now and but I
0: love they, it. Well, exactly. It's, it's finding that link, isn't it? And that, you know, the way yeah. to the way to their heart, as it were. Um, although not actually their heart. But yeah, to, you know, developing those relationships, building that rapport. Um, it's, it's so important in the uh, in the classroom with with all ages. But I think you know, especially with with adults and I know that, you know, you're dealing with multilingual classes as well. People who have come over to to. Ireland. Um, I don't know why I had to say it like that. I just felt like you I just had have to, to say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, Ireland just doesn't sound, you know, saying Ireland with an English accent just sounds wrong. You know, go to Ireland. No, there's an R there. In, anyway, um,
2: <laughs>
0: I don't want to go too far down the pronunciation path. Um, but, yeah, it's it's so important that they feel comfortable with you because, you know, you're one of the constants that they have yeah they're in this this whole new world and i don't want to start singing aladdin but i will if i have to
2: oh uh, i'll join you
0: and, and and that that's it you're you know you're one of the things you're one of the people that they have all the time so having you to to be there not just as you know she teaches me english but you know she helps me with all these other things as well and you know she helps mm-hmm. with my confidence and and we listen to all sorts
2: keyword confidence and that's something that i'm huge on um and i think that everything every everything else that your student manages to accomplish comes from that Uh, i really believe that and um i've been working more and more on that in class and i even sort of the three four weeks i've had this group most of them are japanese and you know culturally traditionally they're very reserved and very afraid to speak they don't want to make mistakes and you know, they're not 100% there yet, but just the difference because I do a lot of stuff on I – t- I have three things that I try to put in every lesson plan. Positivity, reflection, and collaboration. But I think positivity is probably the one that's the biggest thing. And, you know, within that, you've got mindset, you've got mindfulness, you've got confidence. And mm-hmm. that's where it needs to start before you even open your book. Like if you open your course book on the first day – what are you doing?
0: No it, way.
2: Stick it in your desk. Get to know your students for Christ's sake.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much time to get to the course book. And there are going to be times when you don't, you know, um, when you don't have anything to do, so you pull out the course book or you haven't planned enough, so you go to the course book. But like those first two, three classes are so, so important to set the tone oh. for absolutely everything. Um, oh. and like you say, confidence is just it's so important and you can you know building their confidence the first step is building it in the classroom you know getting them confident in the classroom getting them happy getting them ready to to take on the world because after that they are going to have to go out into the world um and use that that english that they've learned from you and be confident enough to go out and use it with other people so um you know, if you can't build their confidence and and get them ready to speak with you, then all they're going to be doing is that box ticking thing. All they're going to be doing is saying, well, you know, well, I've done this and I've done that. And okay, present perfect, we've done that. And okay, we've moved on to passive, done that. If they're not confident, they won't be using it. And if you're not using a language, what is the point in learning a language?
2: Yeah, there's a big difference between accomplishing things on the list and actually getting them to naturally speak. And again, that's where like those grammatical chunks of language come in and those little phrases that they need to communicate, um, they're so important. Um, And by the end of it, they should be like, not afraid to say, I don't know, not afraid to say, I don't understand. They should be curious and asking questions. Um, These are the things you should be aiming for.
0: Yeah, I think even um, like, As a teacher, as teachers, we can model that as well. Um, And this is something I've spoken about in the past, that modelling the fact of saying, I don't understand or I don't know, if it comes from you as well, like if a student asks you a question and saying, I don't know the answer to that and showing that you also have that kind of, not insecurity, but the security in yourself that you Mm. don't know everything, you don't have all the answers can really help your students, you know. And the great thing about technology nowadays is you can discover it together Mm. you know but also you can get busted if you don't know something and you try and fake it so you know I think that that vulnerability is really important in a teacher as well you need to show Mm -hmm. confidence you need to know your subject obviously but going out there and saying do you know what guys I don't know absolutely everything I know a lot but not everything it's really important
2: yeah. And like I said, like sharing things about yourself, your insecurities, like my, my students know that my, my, my biggest fear is taking the driving test because I failed it three times. They know that about me, um, you know, and it's not that personal that I can't share it with them. It makes me human, you know, so I, I, if anyone's listening, I'd love them to think about what can you share with your students? You know, do they know you're married? Do they know you have kids? Do they know the kinds of things you eat? Um do they know the sort of movies you watch with your family like these are all things I think you can share
0: yeah and possibly like, find common ground yeah things that like things you're passionate about as well like for me yeah. I always um my first class it, it's always one of those where I write a bunch of words on the board and I get them to find out what the questions are that typical icebreaker mm-hmm. um and it used to be uh one Alethea, hemer um Northampton. So they'd be like, "Where are you from? You know, how many children do you have? What is your daughter's name? What is uh, your wife's yeah. name?" Uh, so I'd, put, I'd put that <laughs> up on the book exactly, and you know, so I've just, I've gone like I still use that, but I go a bit deeper. You know, mm-hmm. I try and make it a bit more, so then they can do it for themselves, and it's all about that first class of building the rapport, building the confidence, and if you share something with them, then you know they'll share it back. So. Stuff like, you know, putting your biggest fear up on the board is, is great. Let them know about it. Let them know what your biggest fear is. Yeah. Um, impending biodiversity collapse. But that's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> not
2: really... Richard not replying to my yeah, DMs. <laughs> she's,
0: she still hasn't replied, Erin. You know, it's been 294 days.
2: She will. Just keep trying. Keep oh, don't trying. worry.
0: I had a dream the other day that she responded on the day 300. Um, ah, so only a week to go, go. <laughs> it's funny though because somebody said to me um you know get in touch with her <laughs> exactly see we're not long to go um she said someone said to me get in touch with her agent um and I was like Do you know what? that is a good idea because I've contacted her media team I've got this Fridays for the future I was like, I'll look for her agent and all it all it said was you know you know unique you yeah I do need her agent, but her agent. The problem is that, like, when you're booking her, basically, it's just like, how much are you going to pay for the event? And she's like, that's that's not that's not the way I roll. Number one, I can't afford to pay anyone any amount of money. And number two, it's like, come on, it's. <sighs> i'm I'm not asking you to go to a giant rally to to do this that or the other you know i know i know that greta does give the money to her foundation i know that it it does come from a good place but um i don't know it just kind of it left a sour taste in my mouth as it were if the the first thing somebody says is how much i don't know yes i believe people should be paid for their work i don't you know I, i don't doubt that um but when I asked you to come on the show you didn't say how much are you going to pay me. When you when you uh, you asked me to go on your podcast you, I didn't say how much you're going to pay me because there are things that you do that you just do.
2: We're not there yet. We're not we're not so um, well known that we can charge. <laughs> hey,
0: and we both know that. <laughs> we're pretty much we're pretty much there. We're pretty much the same level as Greta Erin. Don't worry. We're yeah. almost up there. We're only like just
2: being yeah, modest.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're only like 14 million followers behind her or something. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh that was that's one of the things that, that I fear, obviously. Um I don't fear my driving test. I was I was lucky. I passed second time, it was a very long time ago. Um and my wife took hers two years ago now, so when she was um an adult, obviously. I, I was I was <laughs> a teenager when I did it. Um so yeah, I remember. So we spent the first eight years of our relationship together and, and she didn't drive. And I remember she was just so nervous about it, but mm. um, she did well. Now they do it really, in a really strange way here. I don't know how they do it in, in Ireland, but here you go on the test and, and there are four people doing the test and everyone's in the car for what? everyone's test.
2: Oh my God, no!
0: So you have the test tester. Oh. You're being tested, and then you've got three people who are going to do the test in there behind you.
2: No, that's not fair. Isn't that just pressure? It's
0: just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just insane. Um, But yeah, that's that's beside the point. Um, (laughs) I've gone on a tangent again. There's a shot. Um, So um, I do want to talk a little bit about everything AFL. Now you've mentioned it, and you've mentioned a couple of people you've interviewed. And I do encourage everyone to, to get involved and get listening. There are some wonderful interviews on there. Um, Thank you. Which one, now obviously other than me, um, which one was your favourite interview?
2: Oh, that's really hard. I think the upcoming one with Joga Conga is very good. Um, if you don't know who she is, guys, she is a bit of an ELT giant. She's got her own... Her website called ELT Training. She's got loads of really good videos on there. Really, really good free videos. You should check it out. She's just very nice and very sweet and very knowledgeable. And we talked about grammar um, and how to sort of make it a little bit easier and more interesting to teach. Uh, and that was great. Um, what else? I've done a couple of episodes with my mate Sinead <laughs> <laughs> She's just my mate and she's a teacher, but she's lovely. So uh, she's living in Sicily at the moment. So we've, we've done a couple of interviews together. Um, who the else? The cl-
0: Italian class I spoke to were from Sicily on, on Monday. Um, anyway, sorry. Oh, I spoke to an Italian yeah. class on Monday from Sicily. I, it oh, just okay. jumped into my head.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so maybe that one coming up. Um, but I do like, you know, I really enjoy putting together my solo episodes as well. Um, one of my favourite ones. I did. I went on. I went and visited my family last year. So I thought, I while I was doing that, I'd make a couple of non-efle um, podcasts. So I did and Jenny, a love story, which is about Rob and Jenny from English Fowl. and then I did Why I Love RuPaul because I'm just because you do. I'm obsessed with RuPaul, and I he, like he's really like you might laugh, but watching RuPaul's Drag Race solidly for a year has really improved my mindset like the messages that he has are just amazing it's all about just keep going trying and you know a lot of the queens are facing a lot of um, adversity and stuff and it's just like so amazing to see this group of people like supporting each other lifting each other up and RuPaul just has these little nuggets of wisdom that he drops and he's just amazing and fabulous as well when when he turns into a she you know just fabulous
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I have I have a few I have a few um connections who are, are big fans. I've uh I've not got around to it yet. Um I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Uh, I just have the issue that Netflix keeps popping up other shows and like, so, you know. Mm-hmm. My wife and I every night, you know, we'll sit there. We'll usually watch an episode of something. Mm. Um I'm trying to get to, to bed earlier and stuff. Um because sleep's so awesome. Uh yeah. But like we'll end a series and be like, excellent! Like we've got no more series left to watch now. But Netflix, being as it is, just obviously something pops up, and it's just like, don't want to do God's that.
2: Sake. I yeah. want to
0: get oh. away from this stuff.
2: I have to tell you, have you watched the Tinder Swindler? I haven't. Oh my god! You have to. Me and my husband watched it a couple of nights ago, and we were like just open mouthed and just oh, my blood was boiling. It's brilliant. Absolutely oh, yeah.
0: brilliant. Yeah, I love it when a good, a good blood boiler. Um, this is so it makes me so angry um i do love a a good show that um on the sub on the subject of shows now something another thing that really troubles me is parents coming up to me and saying or or even students coming up to me and saying do you think i should watch tv in english now i mentioned this last week um you know and then particularly with very young learners, like, I just, I don't understand how that can be a question. Do you think I should be exposing my child to natural English on a regular basis? It's just like, <laughs> they're free English classes, like, of course you should be watching it in English. And, and I do get it with adult students as well. And it's a real issue here in Spain because they've got such uh, like, reliance on dubbing. You know, mm. And they, they talk about, they're like, we have the best dubbing in the world. And it's like, that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good thing to have the best dubbing <laughs> in the world. You know, you know yeah. It's so accurate. It's like, yeah, but it's not accurate because it's not it. Like if I <laughs> When I watched the Squid Games, I didn't watch it dubbed in English. I watched it in Korean because guess what? I can read subtitles. So <laughs> I read the subtitles. Um, and yet, yeah, I, I don't know. What would be your your recommended shows to your students? What, what oh, would you God. say? I,
2: I can't answer that. But what I would say is it's important to find something that engages you. That's the key. Like, if you like true crime, watch a true crime documentary. If you love true crime and you hate, you know, chick flicks, don't watch a chick flick. That's It's all about finding something that engages you. That's
0: it. You, like, you hit the nail right on the head there because students – always ask what should i watch it's yeah. like well i don't know what do you like um <laughs> <laughs> you should it's watch friends un- i've watched i've watched two series of friends and i really don't like it then why have you watched two series of it because you said <laughs> i should but you don't like it so watch something else
2: but it's it's just lack of autonomy and lack of confidence that's yeah. what it yeah. is they just need they're, they're not ready to push themselves and explore and make their own decisions. That They just need a bit of guidance. That's yeah. all that is. The penny will drop at some point.
0: Exactly. You know? And I, I think it does depend hugely on, on a student's level as well. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you've got your upper intermediates, your advanced students, then I recommend films straight away. And I recommend uh, long episode binge-worthy series. You know, I recommend, I don't know, The Sopranos or Breaking Bad, stuff like that for people with a higher level because they have that concentration span where they can sit there for 40 minutes and watch a show with an intermediate or lower intermediate it is more of why don't you try how I met your mother why don't you try um the big bang theory why not things that I would particularly choose to watch but things that only take 25 minutes of your day yeah Um, and if it's only going to take 25 minutes of your day then you know, it's not really that big of an issue. Um, and it's easy to kind of recuperate back to your own language afterwards and then click in again.
2: Yeah, I always watch um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I think, oh, this could be a great episode. But then about seven minutes in, something highly inappropriate happens. And I'm like, nope, can't use this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, it is fantastic, to be honest. But, yeah, there are some yeah not, incredibly it's not, it's, inappropriate it's, yeah. things in there. <laughs> yeah, really, really, um, really not okay things.
2: On on the um, topic of doing things in English, um, books, I had one of my students say to me, because uh, we do, what are you going to do? We do every week, we set goals. What are you going to do this week to push yourself and improve your English? And one of them said, I'm going to read a book. I said, have you already got it? She said, yes. I said, what is it? She said, my favorite film, Twilight. And I said, Okay. <laughs> how much are you going to run? Do you think you're going to run? Have you started it yet? No. I said, okay, listen, this is really important. And if you're listening, guys, this is really important advice for your students. If they choose to read something, they have to ask themselves the question after the first chapter, can they understand 80% or more? If they can't, they've got to put that book down and they've got to choose another one because that it's not going to be reading for pleasure. It's not going to be engaging. There's going to be no learning happening there so that's a really important rule a
0: really really important it's going to be a real struggle one of the the things I always tell my students is get yourself a library card because Mm. there is that whole like thing of oh you need to read in English and I believe you do need to read in English and people's automatic reaction to that is I need to read a book yeah and then people's automatic reaction to I need to read a book is I'm going to go and buy a book so then they'll go out and they'll buy a book and it will be a book that maybe they don't understand yet. Maybe they don't really get it. And then it will just sit on their bedside table and they won't read it. And then they'll be like, oh, I don't like reading in English. And then that that whole aspect yeah. is gone. And they yeah. won't then go and try reading a blog or they won't go and try looking for some interesting articles that they might find engaging. So I always say, get a library card, go and take out five, six books of all sorts of an eclectic mix of books and do like you say, read the first chapter, have a read. If you like it, keep reading it. If you really like it, go out and buy it if you have to, or buy it secondhand. But if you've got a library, you've got that option of just giving it back and changing it around and having the opportunity to do it again.
2: Yeah. I made that mistake when I lived in Germany and I was I was going to be really studious and I'm going to buy myself a book. So I, what did I do? I bought a book of poetry. Yeah, that's a really good idea, Erin, because I sort of flicked through it and I thought, well, these they're quite short. They're quite short. The grand. I'll be grand. It's short. There's not a lot to understand. But, of course, it's poetry. didn't have a clue. I opened it once, went, yeah, and I put it down again. And then I bought Forrest Gump, which I managed to get through, but it took me three months. But I still – I did it because, you know, like he's a bit, you know, simple. So the language is fairly simple. So yeah. I managed to get through it. But that's the only book I've ever read in another language.
0: I've read I've read a couple in Spanish I mean one of my big goals when I when I came here was to read Don Quixote in Spanish because I wanted to because I would started reading it in English and I'd had that after a month of trying to get through it I was like, it's, it's not I didn't find it a very good book so I read it in Spanish and it's pretty good you know you know it's down as one of it's like the ultimate book for for Spain um pretty good um but i also did the same thing with the, like you say with the with the poetry but i read it was a cartas de amor it was love letters because they were short i was like oh yeah. i'll read these but they were really they were love letters but they were originally in english that had been translated into spanish so i was like oh well, i don't want to read something that's like watching a film and having it dubbed like i don't want to do <laughs> that like i want it in its original language I, I know it does work with some literature and stuff like that but yeah, I've, I've read a few, but um,
2: under,
0: understanding poetry in another language is incredibly difficult. Mm. Um, I'm okay with English poetry, um, but Spanish poetry, like I can read it and see that you know, oh, that's nice, that's beautiful, but I don't know. I get a bit. It's it's just so difficult to to appreciate in another language. Um, I find it yeah. very difficult. But um, it's
2: um one of my I have a private student, Polish guy, he's lovely. I, I just love him. Um and for a good while we we did a lot of poetry because that's what he's into. And it was like Robert Frost and he was choosing the poems. I, I am I've barely read a poem in my life, you know, except for like a few limericks when I was a teenager. <laughs> and um yeah, no, it was really interesting for me as well because I had to go and try and Google the analysis of it and watch YouTube videos to figure out what the poems meant. And he came prepared every week, and he kind of had a really good idea of what the poems meant. And I was so impressed because he was a, he was B uh, one. You
0: know? it's so good when you can when you can like learn those new skills even from your from your students. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, For me, that's like one of the best things about being a teacher. One of the biggest things, one of the biggest ways I've evolved as a teacher is like now I, you know, it's listening you know, and learning from my students and just being like, you know what, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to learn from you um, and it's going to be great. So, Erin, we're up to the halfway point of the show. Already, um, already. I know it's ridiculous. How has how has that happened? <laughs> um, I don't understand how that's happened. It is halfway through the show, um, so do stick with us, everybody. Um, we're going to shoot off for a moment or two, um, but wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stay here, stay tuned in, keep your keep your headphones in or your your speakers on while you're doing the washing up or while you're on your drive home. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> as it's called the drive home. Um, do stick with us. We'll be back very shortly. We're going to be speaking more about confidence and classes, and we're going to be talking about everything EFL. Huh? Yeah, there you yeah, go. You see yeah. what I did there? We were, yeah, oh, delicious. <laughs> there we go. We'll see. We'll, we'll hear you all. You'll hear us very soon.
2: Bye.
1: visit their website at www.wetherslacgroup.co.uk to find out more.
3: Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen great improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and Arc Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn. U P L E A R N co uk
1: Whatever learning looks like this year bring lessons to life with Nearpod an exciting new addition to the Renaissance family Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos gamification and activities all in a single easy to use platform to help kickstart the new year we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term so no matter what 2022 brings Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today
3: if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
4: In Scotland, the Scottish Liberal Democrats have lodged 25 questions to the Scottish Government about plans to tackle ventilation in schools. One question asks about the health and safety impacts of the plans to chop the bottom of classroom doors off. Willie Rennie, the Liberal Democrat education spokesperson said, this has been a torrid week for the Scottish Government. Its plans to improve ventilation in schools have been exposed as totally lacking in scale and detail. It is now two years since the virus arrived in Scotland. The lack of action on the part of the Scottish Government to drive ventilation improvements nationwide is leaving pupils and teachers shivering. The Scottish Government said it had provided councils with £10 million for ventilation and carbon dioxide monitoring, as well as the £5 million recently added. In England, teachers have warned that the release of advanced information on exam subjects for GCSEs and A-levels to mitigate the impact of the pandemic comes too late and may not be enough. Exam boards have said previously that they would release the advanced information now rather than earlier in the academic year so that pupils did not cover a narrow curriculum. Mary Bowsted National Education Union Joint General Secretary said, There are grave concerns among teachers of exam groups that this will not be enough to fairly mitigate the disruption these students have experienced over two academic years. There is just one half term left until Easter, close to when exams begin, and little time to rush through any content. Education Secretary Nadim Zahawi said, that exams are the best and fairest form of assessment and that the information published will make sure students can do themselves justice. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
1: This
5: is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your Tech Briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, it's Safer Internet Week with the official day being on Tuesday the 8th of February. This year the UK Safer Internet Centre is questioning whether gaming online is all fun and games. They ask young people to explore respect and relationships in online gaming. A lot of schools may be having drop-down days and you may be expected to deliver an online safety lesson. This is great, but are you confident in your knowledge? There's nothing worse than having to teach a lesson out of your comfort zone, especially when you're discussing a topic where the learners may know more than the teacher. Saferinternet.org.uk, the brains behind Safer Internet Day, have come to the rescue with a series of films under the heading of Virtual Assemblies on their website. Starting with a story about in-app purchases getting out of hand for 3-7 to seven year olds, and then for 7-11 to 11 and 11-18s 11 having a discussion on online behaviour and respect. This resource is informative and will allow those of us that are less confident to play the film and facilitate a discussion. As always, if you're going to use an online resource, make sure you've watched it first to make sure it's appropriate for your pupils. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk
1: Radio.
0: We are back. Um, welcome. Um, thank you very much, uh, news, tech and such. I do have to say, however, I disagree quite a lot with one of the things he mentioned at the start of the, the two-minute tech review when he said there's nothing worse than teaching something when you're out of your comfort zone and your students might know more about it than you. I disagree with that, Erin. I don't know about you. I, I think it's quite good.
2: Yeah, I can't think of a specific example, but if you're, if you can give your students a platform to tell you something, well, what's wrong with that?
0: It, it's everything's right with it. Um, it's mm. the it's literally the the perfect thing. Like in terms of confidence, in terms of um, you know agency, in terms of empowerment. If you can give that to your students, if you can give that empowerment to them where they can come in and teach you something, then. You're winning. Yep. You know. And... Sorry, I was going to say. You know, that, that's, that that is literally for me the the key. If you can find yep. something that they can teach you, they can have that confidence to come into the classroom and like help you with the lesson. You, you you've won your students.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, even if you're you are feeling uncomfortable or you've stepped outside your comfort zone to try something good that's how you develop and push yourself like as a teacher you have to take risks and try new things and some of those things will bomb of course they will so what like think about if you reflect and think okay why did it bomb was it the class did it just not work with them um was it my instructions were they god awful because let's face it we've all done that you know
3: (laughs) just (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, you know so just reflect and think, okay how can I tweak it and do it better next time you know just because it bombed doesn't mean it's a terrible idea it might but it might just be that something didn't quite go right that you can tweak and change for next time like always try new stuff always always always
0: yeah and yeah the instructions thing I have you know that's that's one of my I'm not going to say one of my weakest points as a teacher but you know there's after a while you kind of just sometimes you assume that they'll just get it.
3: Yes,
0: yes. You you assume they'll get it and you just think, hang on a minute, maybe I didn't describe that properly. That might be one of the things that's come with me that's maybe got a bit worse as I've gone through teaching. I kind of assume that because I've done it so many times in the past, for example, I think, oh, well, this class will get it and maybe I don't structure it properly or I don't give a proper model. Maybe, maybe. It happened Um,
2: today in my class. I gave some instructions and a couple of students were like, What
0: are we doing? I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Watching a group of six and seven-year-olds try and make pasta necklaces is one of the most hilarious things I've done in my life. Um, We did it today, um, (laughs) right before coming on. And some of them got it straight away. You know, we were outside in the garden, spread out in the garden. We had our, our macaroni and our bit of string. That, that was it uh, that's literally all you need um, but you know you can't tie the knot in one end big enough so you know we were just like do you know what we're going to give them a challenge see if they can just put them on the ground and just slide slide piece of pasta on by one by one and then we'll tie it around their neck for them you yeah, have no idea how many of them like got three of them on then just lifted it up and they all fell out and then they put it down <laughs> and they're like oh now I'm going to do it again and they tried again and then there's one boy who was Trying, he, he couldn't get the pasta far enough down because he was holding the string with both of his fingers, and like he couldn't seem to get the pasta past his fingers. And it's like Juan, you have to not have your fingers in the way if you <laughs> want to get the pasta on there. <laughs> you need to let it. So yeah, it was um, it was really good because it also gave a chance for some of the less um less outgoing students to shine you know when you do a a a manual a craft i was going to say a manual activity because in spanish it's called manualidades when you do a craft in class you know different students shine it isn't just the bright kids it isn't just the ones who are good with languages it isn't just the ones who are confident in class and suddenly there were these two kids in the class who are very quiet very shy and they were there with their things like look i've finished mine i there are 27 pieces of pasta and like we tied them up you know it, it was something but maybe for for the students who weren't quite up to that level uh, of dexterity maybe my instructions were a bit they were rubbish, they were rubbish. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, we're taught to check the with the instruction checking questions, but we never do.
0: We, never. we rare, Yeah, we very rarely do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's don't say, do you understand? Do you nope. understand? <laughs> don't say that. Whatever you do. Don't nope. say it. Um, so, so Juan, what are we going to do now? Pass the string, Mr. Harry. Pass the string. It's not Mr. Harry. It's just Harry is fine. Um, when you call me Mr. Harry, it makes me feel like I'm on a plantation or something back and, you know, many years ago. Don't call me that. It feels very weird.
2: Yeah, I get um, called
0: teacher teacher a lot. Teacher, yeah. T-shirt like is one. Yeah, I like teacher. T-shirt is one that happens here. <laughs> you know, from teacher becomes T-shirt, which is, is quite amusing when you get called T-shirt. I do, I do love the occasional dad, you know. It is good oh. when your student comes out with papi it's like um i'm not your dad uh, by the way just side note it's really cute It is cute. i I think if any of my
2: students called me mum i'd punch them in the face because they're all adults (laughs) and i don't want to be reminded that they have smooth skin and no lines on their face
0: (laughs) that's that's something i'm quite happy about you know I've, i've got two facebook accounts i've got a professional one and a and a, a personal one, but my professional one has kind of become my personal one, and my personal one is just, you know, from 15 years ago, basically. Um, and I, I went on to my personal one yesterday for the first time in three or four months, and it had popped up with a with a memory mm. 14 years ago, and I said, like, I don't want to see that. No. I don't want no. to see. This. I had hair. I, d- I couldn't grow a beard yet, which was obviously, you know, the worst thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's not. I don't need to see that. I, I am much happier now than I was then, but I certainly don't look as good. No. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so let's continue. Yes. Um, what were
2: we talking about?
0: We were talking about confidence. We were talking about uh... what to do in the class, We were talking about. Um, you, you mentioned. Grammar chunks.
2: Mmm, nice segue. Oh,
0: there you go. Um, I like to, to play the classic "Never Have I Ever" oh.
2: um,
0: with my students.
2: Without the tequila isn't... shots at the end, I'm assuming.
0: Well, you know, it depends on the age group. Um, anywhere over seven. Anywhere over <laughs> seven's fine. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying it's a good idea for seven-year-olds to drink tequila. Um, not a good idea. Um, but you can do it with water. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't say never have I ever. I say I have never. You know, mm. you know, I have never been to Paris. In Spain, it's a really a difficult one because it's always I've never gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know because it's go obviously. Yeah, it's so never have I ever is a great one for present perfect. <laughs> there, there we go. We're we're back to that classic. Do you have any?
2: So many. Um, I stole your one. Would you rather? That's a nice one that you can play a ten-minute game with at the beginning of the class. It's a really nice little chunk. Um, and then I suppose, like if it was a, a slightly more advanced group, you could also extend that and get them to kind of explain their answers using "I'd" as well. So I'd rather do this because it would be blah blah blah. Or yeah even use the present simple to explain truths or preferences but like you you can always expand on that um have you got another one i love
0: i love would you rather Mm. um and the the great thing about it is you can expand on it and say instead of would you rather you can also say i prefer to do this Mm. and then my my key for all of my classes i love this game of what's the most important word in english and you know mm. you can spend hours for them just going through their vocabulary, basically guessing the most important word. They never get because, they never get it. And I'm like because is the most important word.
2: <gasps> because and is because, that a fact or is that just no? That's
0: you do? wholly my opinion. <laughs> um, but I think that that because is the most important word for the for the very reason that you know, it can help you get what you need or what you want um mm. for explaining that very reason for explaining why you need something love it so i would you rather have four arms or four legs well i'd rather have four arms because it would be great for climbing trees um and if i had four legs my writing would be even worse mm. did okay. you know also <laughs> another one <laughs> elephants are the only mammals with four legs other ones, no. have, well, they've got four knees because the others have got arms, obviously. Mm. Um, okay.
2: Speaking of, did you know? Um, I think that's a lovely little chunk, and I actually did this a little while ago. We did, we were doing superlatives, and I was trying. I got them to Google interesting facts about their country, and I started off with, "Did you know that um, I, um, the Irish drink more cups of tea than any other country in the world?" But when they say their fact. You can do two things. You have to get them to go, did you know? And get that, did you know, intonation. And then you can give them little chunks to um, reply with. It. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, how interesting. That's amazing. Really? And then you can have really good fun with intonation there as well.
0: Did you know? Is a, It's a great one. Um, yeah. And I love facts. I absolutely oh, yeah. love facts. There. Yeah. It's a
2: great way of learning as well. Like, apparently, um, my ex-podcast partner, Shane, told me that um, if you – Learn something, and you're kind of learning facts at the same time. It's a very effective way of remembering the language or remembering the vocabulary or whatever.
0: Yeah, I do love trivia, basically, with my mm. classes. Doing as much trivia as possible. I wish is another one. Um, oh, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun to to use that. Um, I wish, you know, you, you just you, you can do it with any age group. To be honest, you know, you give mm. them a lamp doesn't have to be a real lamp. They can have an imaginary lamp and they can have their three wishes. Um, and then you can practice that. And it can be real, you know, make them real wishes. What do you actually wish for? Not, mm. you know, I, I wish I had all the wishes in the world. Um, but what, do you, what well, are your wouldn't dreams? Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, it would be. It would be pretty all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Right, so, yeah, I like to use I wish. It's a
3: mm. it's a fun
0: one. and You know, we use it quite a lot.
2: Mm. Um, thinking about superlatives, and it's the super the most superlative I've ever verb. Um, you could switch that around to what's the most blah 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 blur you've ever blur, and get them to create. You can either create the questions, or they can create the questions and mingle. But it's that's a nice one because that's an endless supply of questions there, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, yeah, with um, comparatives. So asking which is better, you know, and <gasps> you can do it with, you can do it for anything, you know, which, which, you know, which, which is better. So what's better cats or dogs? Um And that way after they've asked, which are better cats or dogs, or, you know, again, you could be, which do you prefer cats or dogs? Um, Not the same structure, obviously, but cats are better because dogs are better because, Um mm-hmm. and I, I call it, Plátanos versus bananas because here in Spain um, we have bananas, obviously, but we also have plátanos, which are very plantain. similar. Plantains. Yeah, but not the big plantains. Like when we think plantain in the UK, we think um, like Caribbean cooking, don't we? But here, plátanos are like they're, they're basically small bananas. But they I nearly swore then. I nearly swore. You did. I like, saw it. I nearly it. said the <laughs> F word. So close. I cannot stand. Platanos. They've got this grainy texture which is just not all that nice to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of of platanos. So yeah I call it platanos versus bananas and then they have to tell you which one is better and why.
2: Mm. Um, I have this lovely mug. I wish I had it in front of me now. Um, It says on it I'm so awesome I poop rainbows and when I look, I was like I can do something with this. So you And this is a nice way of incorporating some positivity and, and building self-esteem up in class. Students have to say their own sentence, I'm so awesome, and then finish the sentence. And then I, from that,
0: yeah? Well, I was going to say that reminds me of a mug um, that, I, uh, that I had. I was, I was once given by somebody I reconnected with today, actually, for the first time in about seven years. But anyway, she gave me a mug for Secret Santa, and it right. said, I'm so adjective, I noun verbs.
2: Oh, my God.
0: And it was just like, this is it. This is it. And I just taken it into the classroom, like, guys, fill the gaps. <laughs> I'm so adjective, I noun verbs.
2: <sighs> oh, my God. I love it. Or should it be verb nouns? No?
0: Sorry, I verb nouns, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I don't know why I said <laughs> this. The, the mug is long since broken, I'm afraid.
2: Oh, I hate. I had this amazing leopard print mug because I love leopard print. Um, and I smashed it and I was freaking heartbroken.
0: Yeah, my the, the handle came off mine. Um, oh. and I, it was one of those that I'll glue it back on and then I moved yep. house. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't verb my nouns anymore. Oh, that's such a shame.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, one thing you can do, and I tend to do this every week, and it involves a group of lexical chunks. And I think you can do this with pretty much any level, even elementary asked you you always say like at the end of the week what are you doing at the weekend right which is a really nice chunk and then you give them a list i've got a like just a list of phrases they can use um and one section is not 100 percent sure so you've got things like i was thinking about going shopping i might mm-hmm. go shopping i haven't decided yet and i think you can do this with elementary you don't have to go into a big grammar explanation You can just say these are ways of saying I'm not 100 percent sure. That's all the information they need. And then um, you can talk about, you know, arrangements. You know, do you have a time, a place today? OK, let's say I'm going shopping. I'm having lunch. Um, And then you can brainstorm some phrases or or have some phrases prepared because you kind of more or less know your students and what they do. I'm hanging out with my friends tomorrow. And they can choose one, and then you can reinforce by saying, okay, you're hanging out with your friends tomorrow. Do you Have you spoke, talked about it? Do you have it? Where are you going? Place, time? Okay. And then every week um, you ask the same thing. What are you doing at the weekend? And they practice that language, and it sounds so nice when – You have a student who doesn't have amazing English, but they go, I was thinking about going shopping. And it just sounds so good. And then you can heap praise upon them because praise is also extremely important. Oh, my God, you sound so amazing. You know, so having, again, those lexical chunks for specific things is so important. And um, talking about plans is a really natural context and it's language they're going to use all the time in just their normal, everyday spoken English. And again, for me, that's key conversational English that's what they should be working towards.
0: I do that with I've got to. you know I, yeah. I, I do a like, line of excuses is one of my favourite ways to leave the classroom um, and the stu- what the students have to do is they're in a line let's say there's seven eight students um, you know you've got five minutes left at the end of class and you've got to give the reasons why you have to leave before anybody else oh. um, so I've got to be in the front of the line because I've got to do this because I've got to do that because and it's working on the pronunciation of it as well um, mm. instead of i i I have to do this you know I've got to be at the front because you know at first it starts out with I've got to be at the front because I have to go home you know, but after a while and they practice it and they get to know some of the other ones. I had um, one student who I've got to be I've got to be at the front of the line because I've got explosive diarrhea and I was just like yes mate that absolutely wins 100% um not just
2: diarrhea but explosive No no
0: explosive diarrhea yeah and and he'd researched it at home so he no could come way! in with that yeah That's so,
2: brilliant
0: I was just like yes <laughs> Um, one, you know, one of them. I've got to go. I think my house is on fire. It's like, oh. mm, you think it is, do you? <laughs> Interesting. So
2: good. I love yeah. that. I might, I'm I'm going to steal that one.
0: It's good. It's great for like, mm. you know, I think I left the iron on, um, or I think I left the oven on. So things things like that. Um, it's just a bit of fun, uh, and it's a great way to end the class as well. And it's a lovely routine for them to have to to get out to escape the class. And it just, so there are some brilliant laughs.
2: They have to earn their way out of the class. (laughs)
0: Exactly, exactly.
2: Brilliant, I love it.
0: Um, And yeah, other things that I do, like um, there's one game I like to play called Why Is There a Monkey in Your Bag? Which there's no specific lexical chunk there, but it's all about question formation. Because asking questions, if you're a nervous person and you don't particularly like speaking in English or you get shy or you have to go to a business meeting or some kind of event, asking questions is the answer because if you ask a question somebody thinks you're interested for a start but also they're going to speak
2: yeah so you know
0: i did i do this activity why is there a monkey in your bag um where they ask a student and the student has to respond and then the next student asks another question about the monkey you know what's the monkey's name where's the monkey from how long have you had the monkey um what's the monkey's favorite food can the monkey juggle and you go through all that. And, it, and it's a great way of, you know, preparing with like a bank of questions, basically.
2: Mm. Yeah, I was encouraging my students to ask questions this week because they're all with host families and a lot of their like weekly goals is I want to speak more to my host mother. OK, so how, how are you going to do that? Um, why don't you prepare some questions to ask them? Oh, and it's like, it's, you know, you, you didn't think of that. OK, but now, you know.
0: Yeah, you ask <laughs> yeah. questions. Questions are kind Prepare of important. Some questions, yeah. Yeah, I've had a fair number of uh, business students and you know, high end students who who get nervous in these big situations. Not as much now with the fact we're not allowed to go to conferences or do anything where there are other people around. Um, but yeah, I had quite a few of those, and it was just you know, I told them the key is to ask questions and. Mm. That way you're finding out more. You don't have to speak as much. And people like people who ask questions. Obviously not a barrage of questions. You know, you do have to have some patter. You do have to have some response. But it shows you're interested in somebody.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What else do I have here? Have you seen my blank? Help <laughs> me. How, how many times have you misplaced things?
0: Oh my gosh, I just, my mm-hmm. mind went straight to the gutter, Erin, I apologise. I know, I know. Um, you, I assume you're talking about my wallet, um, yes. because I have no idea where it is ever. Mostly because I don't yep. have to use it, because it's always empty.
2: Yeah, do you know, I was talking about this um, today with my class, because actually we came, uh, the phrase came up like, it's gone, like it's all gone, or it's gone, as in it's disappeared. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, let me tell you about a conversation I have with my husband every day he says my keys are gone where are my keys have you seen my keys I don't know have you put them away no have you tidied them no have you moved them no and that's yeah so again sharing that you know sharing a part of yourself with your class
0: (laughs) yeah mine's mine's my wallet my wife's now oh my god this is gonna make her sound like a real old lady my wife's (laughs) her slippers um (laughs) We have There's marble a lot to be floors said for
2: here.
0: Slippers. Oh, I love slippers. I absolutely love slippers. They look very similar to my wife's, actually. Um, I, I love slippers. I wear slippers every day. Um, yeah, we have marble I... floors here, so it yeah, gets—they get really cold. Like in the yeah. summer, it's great, but um, my my daughter—it's everything. Um, you know, she's eight, so it's understandable. Um, oh, daddy, I can't find my blank. Or have you seen my blank? Yeah. Um, but the next thing is always, I gave it to you. And it's like, Alethea, you didn't give it to me. You've <laughs> lost it. It's fine. The other day, we went to we went out to a bar with some friends who were visiting. And my, my daughter was there drawing a picture and coloring some things in. And she, she needed to go to the bathroom. She said, oh, Daddy, have you seen my mask? I was like, no, Ali, I haven't seen your mask. Oh, I gave it to you. Did you? Did you give it to me? Yes, I gave it to you. I remember I gave it to you. Did you really? Yes, I looked down. There it is on the floor. Or did you Uh drop it on the floor? (laughs) Have you looked properly? That's my wife's favourite for me because I'm not very good at looking for things. Um, I have a theory
2: about that. Is it about men? It's called man vision. So it goes like that. You only see what's directly in front of you. It's I like don't even see on. what's directly in front
0: of me. That's the worst thing. I don't it's, even see yeah. that.
2: If it's not two inches from your face, you can't see it. It's just one of those little things. That... For me, it's
0: whatever my <laughs> wife asks me to find is the thing I can't see.
2: <laughs> she does it on purpose. It's like, it,
0: um, so when we're having pasta or whatever, she'll say, can you get the 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 cheese obviously it's not real cheese it's vegan cheese um just like can you get the cheese and i'll go to the fridge and it's nowhere i can't find it i'll search the whole fridge i'll empty things out it's not in the fridge of course it's in the fridge it just it was you know too close to my face um and there's no smell to it no smell to vegan
2: cheese
0: it's true it's true um it does taste good though there's there's there's, the one that we've got is quite good um I can understand you know, why people wouldn't want to eat it but
2: No I I went vegan for just under a year and I was miserable and it was the cheese that broke me in the end
0: Well the thing I is you can can't. still be basically vegan but still yeah. eat cheese.
2: Kind of. I mean yeah I drink the oat milk and I try not to I I try and go vegan as much as I can but I just can't cheese is everything. And I think in Ireland as well it's because it's a small country I think the, the the dairy industry is a bit less industrialized Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't think the animals are in quite as dire situations as, as other countries. You know, yeah.
0: I mean, for me, in terms of of going going vegan, as it were, it's it's a it's, there's a scale. You know, some people are to some people I'm mega vegan. To other people, I'm nowhere near vegan enough. Like I'm mm. I'm not going to stop eating eggs because no. a fried egg sandwich to me is oh. like the key. But the good thing is if I walk out my front door and look to the right and arch my head a little bit, I can see the chickens that lay my eggs and I know the chickens and they're nice chickens. And I've given some of them names and I could tell you which chickens had laid, which eggs by the color of the eggs. So for me, that was um, something that I find I'm not giving up eggs. It's not going to.
2: No, I think if you get them from, I get them from my local farm down there. It's two minutes down the road. um, I think that's fine, you know anyway we digress um again what a
0: surprise (laughs) it's quarter past five how did that
2: happen it
0: is quarter past five and so for the next two minutes guys hold on to your hats stay in your chairs we're just gonna pop off for the sponsors we'll be back very very shortly
1: visit their website at www.wetherslacgroup.co.uk to find out more.
3: Introducing Uplearn. Uplearn is an online curriculum learning resource for A-levels that improves student outcomes whilst reducing teacher workloads. Teachers use Uplearn to facilitate independent learning and consolidation of classroom material. Over 150 schools have seen great improvements with Uplearn, including St Paul's Girls School, Michaela Community School and ARC Schools. Book a demo at uplearn.co.uk and quote TTR for 10% off. That's Uplearn. U P L E A R N dot co UK.
1: Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single easy to use platform. To help kick start the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland and full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today.
3: If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future.
0: We are back um, for the final straight, the last 10 minutes. Um, and I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions, Erin, if that's all right.
2: Okay, go for it.
0: There, I only want one word answers, okay? Okay. And I don't want too much umming and ahhing Just the <gasps> first thing that comes to your head. All right. Um, so, what's your favourite colour? Purple. Nice. F- Favourite food?
2: That's really difficult, but I'll just say chocolate.
0: Okay. I, was, I thought you might say cheese. Don't know why. Um, uh, where was your last holiday?
2: Going home doesn't count. Hamburg.
0: Very nice. My um, second home. Where did you grow up?
2: Sutton in Surrey.
0: Where do you live now?
2: Just outside of Dublin in Ireland.
0: Um, what's your favourite word in another language?
2: Schmetterling. It's German for butterfly.
0: Oh, very nice. It's mariposa mm. here um, nice. in Spain. Uh, can you name a four letter word that starts with B? Bint. Very nice. As in,
2: that's silly old Bint. Yeah.
0: My- <laughs> Mine was bums. Uh,
2: I, <laughs> of course, it was.
0: I, I pluralised this straight away because bums. There you go. I think I might have been, I might have been ruined because there was another question here that was, "What's your favourite body part?" And then the next one was, "Was a four letter word with B." So, um, who's your best friend?
2: My best friend is Lydia, who I've known my entire life. And she's mad, and I love her for it.
0: Excellent. Mad <laughs> is good. Um, okay, so now I'm going to ask you something some other things that are maybe not quite as quick. They could be a bit okay. slower. Um, what has been your favourite age so far?
2: Oh, it's a tough one. I mean, for, like, just pure fun and, and indulgence, it has to be my 20s. But I would say now... Uh, you know, I'm I'm not able to sort of drink and party and dance, but I know myself so much better. And I I'm I just I'm at a point where I feel like I can actually do things. Like when in my twenties, my self esteem, like a lot of women, wasn't great. You know, I, I sought the approval um, of men in you know and stuff like that where I shouldn't have, and I didn't realize my own abilities and intelligence. And now I'm at the age where I actually do, and I feel like I can actually do something more, which is why. <laughs> I'm planning on um, going into business for myself this year, and I, I've written a course for teachers. Uh, it's nowhere near ready. It's on paper, but I'm nowhere near ready to launch. Um, but it's, it's all about building students' confidence, creating that community in class, getting your students motivated, giving them autonomy. It's all kind of stuff that your teaching course and the course book can't teach you.
0: Mm-hmm. and you know, so how are you gonna how long is the course going to be and and do you have any ideas on that is it going to be a, a face-to-face co- well face-to-face online course tell um, me more I want to know more yeah, about this course
2: probably online because uh, you can reach more people my um, my goal would be to get schools involved and institutions involved so that they can pay or subsidize a group of their teachers to do it that would be ideal um but I mean, you know, there's a lot of language schools in Dublin. I can always offer my 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 um my services in person as well. Um, I could create some sort of standalone um, workshops as well. You know, I mean, this is the thing. Like, there's so many different options and opportunities. But primarily, it's going to be online. So this is why I've been building up my social media for the past six months, and my um Facebook group, my Facebook group is kind of where I'm trying to. You know get everybody into so we've got a nice community there and then maybe at some point people might be interested in you know going a little bit further with me and, and doing the course and I think one of the most important things is um, I want it to be something that people can participate in um, they they can sort of do little tasks and then like in the actual workshops and then they can take those and implement them immediately that's what I want to do stuff that you can just implement without too much sort of thinking or preparation. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm doing.
0: It's, it's tough. I have to say, so I've, um, yeah. like you said, I, I had a course on paper and ready for probably three or four months, just not with enough like flesh on it. Perhaps it started actually last Saturday. Um I launched it last Saturday with my first cohort of of participants and there are there are six that are signed up for it and it's okay. um it's two hour they're two hour sessions on a Saturday mm. where we go through whatever we're going through. Um it's called Creating a Greener Mindset. So um the first one was all about objections to, um, to teaching about the climate emergency in an ELT classrooms in ELT and solutions um, to get around those objections um, and it is like you say it's a workshop it's not me telling people what yeah. to do it's collaborative learning um, exactly. and getting together with it and it was it's it probably the scariest thing I've ever done um launching that and while there are yeah. you know there's only six people there but it's like you know i've 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 had projects of you know six month projects that I've launched that I've worked on with with publishers i've um I've spoken at big conferences small conferences online conferences you know I've done webinars I've done all sorts of different things but launching my own course was terrifying
2: yep do you know what though I'm looking forward to the challenge
0: oh it's it's, don't get me wrong it's also the most rewarding thing by quite a long way because it's like the the second and third week really complement the book that I'm writing at the moment so they you know it's it's something I'm incredibly passionate about, and it is really, really fun. Yeah, um, that's great. And, and meeting these new people is amazing. So, yeah, just – I think it was that whole when do I launch it, when do I launch it, When?" and I was yeah. waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I decided at the end of last year, I was like, that's it. Start of January, I'm la- getting it ready. I'm going to tell people about it, and then in February I'll launch it. Um, mm. And, yeah, it's been – it, it's really good. It's, it, the first week was really good, anyway. I've said that. Now next week, this week's going to be rubbish. Um, but it does have that things you can implement in your class straight away, but also like between work activities that teachers and and participants can do to think about um, yeah. between between classes. So, yeah, it's it's scary, but it's so worthwhile. It's so worthwhile. I can't wait. I know I that you wipe. know that already. So.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> You know, yeah. otherwise and you also, I
2: have to tell you this this is interesting. I'm actually off to French Guyana in a couple of weeks.
0: That's uh, awesome.
2: I've been invited by someone who I met a while back to teach in her school. She's just going to ask all the teachers, regardless of what they teach, if they want to do like a week's English course. So I'm going to be doing that. I cannot wait.
0: That's amazing. I know. That's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Enjoy that.
2: I will. I will. I'll be nice have got tropical. to buy me mosquito repellent. <laughs> I've had my yellow fever vaccination. Um, so I'm just praying I get me, you know, get me PCR test. Should be OK. I've had the COVID, but you never know. There's so many germs flying around, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just
0: don't go near anyone.
2: Yeah, which is quite difficult when you're in a class of uh, 10 students.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, just tell them, tell them not to come. <laughs> tell them they're banned. Yeah. Right then, Erin, the, our time together is up.
2: That flew by, didn't it?
0: It did, you know. Time fly, time flies like the wind. Fruit flies <laughs> like bananas. Um, it's been amazing. It's been lovely, and it's been wonderful. It's been Thank, you so, Thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. I will speak to you very soon.
2: Yes, absolutely. We shall do this again sometime.
0: We will. Take it easy. Ta da!
2: Bye.